What's up, guys? It is Brad with College Sportscast, and we are here tonight to do week 22 of College Sportscast this season and do our game day pickums. What is up, guys? What's up? This is Brad Sportscast. I've got Hammonds on with me tonight. What's up, Hammonds? What's up, man? Well, she cold. It's it's cold. That's what's up. It's been. I'll tell you, man. Let me just be honest with you. Like Tuesday night, we had five inches of snow. Well, yesterday, up until today, we had we had two more inches, which is seven. And the fact is, that ain't even the worst part. The worst part is, on top of that, the roads are slick. Um, it's 18 degrees. We're supposed to get a negative three windshield tomorrow night. Like, come on now. like. And next yeah. week, it's supposed to flood. Like, I think Mother Nature, I think somebody peed her off. Like, somebody I mean, made a mad today. John and I live about three hours away from each other in Kentucky, something like that. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, somewhere around there. He's he's more towards the mountains, so he got about ten inches of snow over the weekend. We got five, um, and then we got about two inches last last night. Yeah, last night. Um, on top of that, I think he got another couple of inches, and on top of that, it, it we haven't seen like above twenty five or twenty seven. Or something for like a week. No. Even in the daytime. And what makes it worse is next week it's supposed to flood. I think somebody peed off Mother Nature. And she <laughs> and she just yeah. takes that out on everybody, man. <laughs> yeah. So it's been it's been a heck of a week around here um in Kentucky. Yeah. I think most of Kentucky has has been under snow for the last week, pretty much. Yeah. So if you are in Kentucky. You probably haven't went a whole lot of places. <laughs> well, and two, we're not even in really the worst month. The worst month's February. That's yeah. when it usually gets really bad is in February. So Jerry's with us. Jerry says that he got four or five inches where he's at. Yeah. So uh, we are here to do our game day pickums. I do have something mm -hmm. a little different for us tonight, just something I thought I'd try out and have a little fun with. Um, we're going to do some over and unders and I picked some with the games for, from tomorrow. And I think we'll start out with that. Just have a little fun tonight mm -hmm. and, and see how this goes with some over and unders. I do use DraftKings, So I got all of this off of DraftKings Sportsbook, and I used what they had available I wanted mm -hmm. to do one or two with the Kentucky game, but they didn't mm -hmm. have some of these player bets and stuff listed for the mm -hmm. Kentucky game. So I used what they had. And the first one that I have that I thought we'd do tonight, John, tomorrow UCF goes to Houston. All right. In a game tomorrow. And on DraftKings Sportsbook, Jamal, that should say shed. That shouldn't say D. Sneed. Shed, yeah. I don't Jamal know shed. why. Hang on a minute. That's a mistype. That should say shed. There we go. <laughs> Jamal Shed. That's how, that's how he spells it. Jamal Shed. 
is over or under tomorrow against UCF at home 13, 13 and a half points. Give me the over. You know, when you look at this one, this one, I thought, man, that seems awful low. Like I, like I watched the other night, Shed was going off. Um, well, was it to be fair, UCF has a defense, has a decent defense, but they're playing on the road at Houston, tough they environment. Um, yeah, it's at Houston. Houston, a lot of times, is virtually unbeatable in Houston. So give me the over um, 13 and a half points. I think he goes over that. That's kind of where I'm leaning to on this one. Um, you know, Shed's been there for a few years now. He's one of their better players. I tried to pick oh. some some of these that are, you know, some really good players, people that we would know um, and stuff like that. So I think I'm going to go over on this one with you. Um, I will say, though, UCF has – UCF has um, won some pretty good games recently. You know, they beat Kansas. They they, they, they won have. on the road at Texas. So, UCF's had a decent little run in the Big 12. They There's a couple games there where they got blown out, but they're competing in the Big 12 more than, more they, than I thought they would. They've come on, you know, in the, last, in the last couple of weeks, I think. So, mm -hmm. also tomorrow, UConn travels to Villanova. All right. And on this one, this is off of DraftKings. Um, Alex Caravan over and under 14 and a half points. That's tough. At, at Villanova. That's tough at the Pavilion. Um, I think I'm going to go the under on this one. Um, I think he'll get 11 or 12 points. Man, it's – you just don't know what you're going to get with this Villanova team. One week they play really well. The next week, you know, they lose the pin. Like, you just don't know what you're going to get with a Kyle Neptune team. Um, yeah. You know, but they're really good at home. Um, it's hard to win at the Pavilion. Um, so, and I'm not saying UConn won't win this game, but as far as the under, the over and under with Alex Caravan, I think you're going to go the under here because their defense is really good. When Villanova straps in defensively, they're really hard to defend and hard to score against. You know, th this one – when you looked at the last one, I thought, man, it seems a little high. When I looked at this one, I thought, well, that one's probably about right. I mean, I can see Caravan scoring 12 to 14, 15, somewhere in that range. Mm -hmm. You know, um, he, he is one of their better players, and he probably will be in double figures. So if you're going to take the under, I'm going to try the over on this one. And I'm <clears throat> be fun to kind of do and we can go back and look at and see how we did and yeah. just have a little fun with it. Yeah, that's fine. All right. The next one we're going to do is Northwestern goes to Nebraska. All right. And Boo Booey over and under 18 and a half points at Nebraska. Man, that's tough because Nebraska is not a real good team on the road. But when they're at home, they look like the 98 Bulls. So, <laughs> I'm not – now, on the other side of the equation, you know, Boo Booey, to me, he he's the offense that makes Northwestern run. And I think he's the biggest reason that their offensive numbers goes up quite a bit every single game. If they're going to have a chance on the road, he probably needs to go over. He's going to at least have to have 20-something points. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go a hot take on this one. I'm going to go over. Um, I think he gets at least 20, but I don't think it's going to be enough to beat Nebraska on the road. Um, Northwestern just hasn't played good recently. They've just not been playing. Since they won that game against Purdue, they haven't really been playing really good basketball. Um, and I mean, Boo Boy is the straw that, that makes the drink, the drink yeah. for Northwestern. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. So he definitely needs to go over this if Northwestern's going to hang in at Nebraska because, like you said, Nebraska does play really well at home. Well, and Nebraska's going to be without one of their star players, Juwan Gary. He got hurt the other night. 
Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to play tomorrow. So um, that's a big loss for them, especially um, up in the front court. But I, you know, I, I think they're going to have to go and use a lot of boo booey in this game. So give me the over on this one as well. Yeah. Um, and and those were points. I picked a few, tried to do a few different things here. So we're going back to the UCF Houston game. LJ Cryer, over or under two and a half three point field goals made. I think it's over. Houston's tough at home, man. They are. They're 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 virtually unbeatable at home. Um, now the road is a different story, but when they play at home, that environment's really really loud. Um, they get it together. Um, Kelvin Sampson has a really good defensive team. I think they're number one in Kim Palm defensively. Um, this is a really good basketball team. When they're when they're playing together and when they're running and they're doing the things that they do, um, they're really tough to beat. You know, the other night. I think where they lost to uh, – who was it they lost to? Uh, shoot. Houston? Lost. Houston, they, they lost on the road, I believe. They lost um, on the road two games last I week. Remember. I can't remember who it was. But they're just not a real good road team. Um, but they're a really good home team. And TCU, I think, I think, was one of I think them. It was, it was TCU is who I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, so – Give me LJ Cryer and the over two and a half, two and 2.5, three point field goal mates. I think he'll be over that. Yeah, that's where I'm leaning to is the over on this one for LJ mm -hmm. Cryer at home. Um, and then the next one is three point field goals made as well. And I didn't put it in there. It's the same, it's two and a half. Baylor's really good defensively. Um, where's this game at? Texas? Yes. It's a home game, so um, Max Asmus. I'm just putting it in there. Yeah, so Max, Max Asmus. You know, Max is due for one. Um, I think, you know, they, they struggled against UCF. They lost the other night. Um, to me, Texas is just not a really good team right now. They're not a tournament team. Um, this would be a really big win for them at home um, against they Baylor. They have struggled lately, but this is at home. It is for them. And and you know JB Ricks, he's an AP voter. He had Texas ranked twelfth last week. Like I always joke, I have a little troll thing in our group chat about JB Ricks picking yeah. Texas so high. But I just don't think this Texas team's a really good basketball team right now. Um, Dylan DeSue is really good. He's their leader. But they just don't have a lot of pieces like they had a year ago. And the thing about it is Rodney Terry, I felt, you know, he inherited a bunch of those guys last year. And now that he's trying, trying to figure out the roster itself, I'm not so sure that he makes it even to the SEC, like, at this point. I'm not. I'm not so sure about him yet. I mean, he looked but pretty good last year. He did. When he was, when he was well, he using had, well, he had Jabari Sir Rice. He had, you know, he had Timmy Allen. They had a really good basketball team last year. Yeah. A team that really, to me, should have went to the Final Four and never did. But um, this would be a big win. I think I'm going to take the under on this one. This would be a big, really big win for them. But I'm going to go like you, I think. I'm going to go the under with this. Um Baylor plays really good stout defense. Um, I think it's going to be tough for Max to get loose a little bit, but you never know. He might go over that. So, um, yeah, we'll just we'll try it and we'll see. I mean, I just where's I just thought we'd have a little bit of fun with this tonight. So Kansas takes on West Virginia in West Virginia tomorrow as well, and this is a combo play. Okay. This is points, mm -hmm. rebounds, and assists. Hunter Dickinson over and under 31 and a half. Under. I don't think he's going to get the assist. I think he'll get the points and the rebounds because Hunter Dickinson just does what he does. You know. Well, I mean, this he's a, all he's got to do, if he gets 32 points, then he's over. Yeah. It's just a combo. Uh, you take all the numbers between listen, points, rebounds, and I know score. this is a road game. I know West Virginia is a really bad team. But Kansas has had their house of horrors at West Virginia. 
Um, and they've they've struggled there a few times. West Virginia's not real good. We're right not now. good though. That's that's the that's the difference I think this year. But they're not real um, good right now. But Kansas should win this game on the road. Um, I just think I'm gonna go to under on this one. Um, I think he'll get points. I think he'll get some rebounds. Um, I'm just not sure if he'll get all the assists. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna take the over on this one. I really do. I mean, I'm just not sold that they're gonna be able to handle him, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is one another combo play. Creighton takes on Seton Hall at Seton Hall tomorrow. Uh, Ryan Kelkbrenner. Combo play points, rebounds, and assist 24 and a half. Mm. That's going to be tough because you got him and Baylor Shireman together. Um, you know, and Seton Hall's been playing really well. They have Seton Hall's played Especially really well. Yeah, that's good. Um, it's going to be a tough game for Creighton because Creighton is one of them teams I tell people all the time Creighton is Jekyll and Hyde. One week you get good Creighton, one week you get bad Creighton. You don't know which Creighton you're going to get. Cockbrenner well, um, is a really good player. He is. Um, but, I mean. Man, this is tough. Um, I think give me the over. I think he'll get enough for the for this one. Um, even on the road. Um, I'm just going to go opposite of what I did with Hunter Diggison. All right, well, I think I'll do the opposite end and say under because I think it's going to be real close. It's going to be tight, yeah. Yeah, I think that one's going to be real close. So, I'll take the under on that one, just trying to have a little fun. This is the last one, and then we'll get to the games. This one always, UCLA, Arizona, is always one of the premier games of the year. They play twice. Unfortunately, unfortunately. UCLA has been horrible this year. Well, they have won back-to-back games, so. Yes, yes, they have, but they play, they still play excellent, excellent defense. They do. And Arizona has the second, right now, second most points scored average in a game at 90.6. Mm-hmm. And UCLA Man. plays great defense. But, so over and under the total points in the game, 142 and a half between both teams. Ooh. It's kind of interesting. This one's kind of interesting. Mm. I think that's too much, especially for UCLA. Yeah, no. I would call, call in for service. Is is there is Arizona gonna control the flow of the game and score th- ninety points? I think Arizona. I think Arizona will tr- control this a little bit more. Here's the thing that people don't realize: it's hard to win at, at the McHale Center um, in Arizona. That that place is really hard. Well, Lute Olson Court, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. You know. That's a tough environment, and there's not been many teams go in there and and, and win. Let's just be, let's just be honest. So UCLA's got their hands full this weekend. Um, I'm going to take the under. I I just say that in terms of UCLA, I don't think they can score enough points to win this game. Um, I think Arizona does what they do. Um, you know they got really good guard play, Balo in the middle. Um, I mean, honestly, I, think, I can see this game being an 80 to 50 something game. Yeah, I do like, too. I really so, um, give me the under just because of UCLA. I don't think they're going to get enough points to, to cause that number to go up. So, I think I'll take the under on this one as well, okay. even though I'm very tempted to take the over because Arizona can fill it up. They can. They're about like Kentucky. Yep. Okay. See, I got it. They can fill it up. All right. So now we're going to get to the games. And I just wanted to have a little bit of fun with that. Maybe we'll put that in as a segment just to put six or eight of them in and have a little bit of fun each week now that football is over with. uh, Because it's hard to get enough of these basketball games to talk about to, to fill the show. So 
I thought we'd have a little fun with it. But these are mm -hmm. all Saturday games. Mm -hmm. so all these games start tomorrow. The first game we're going to talk about is Marquette travels to St. John's. Marquette is a one-point favorite in this game. And they've also lost two or three. So, you know, and they're going on the road again. St. John's has lost a couple recently. And, you know, St. John's is 7-1 and one at home this year. Um, Marquette's 1-3 and three on the road. Um, Marquette doesn't play really well on the road. They play good at home, but their road struggles are evident. Um, they got a really good guard in Tyler Kolick. Um, St. John's has got a really good, fun team, man. I think they're top in the country and off and rebounding. Um, you know, Dennis Jenkins, he's really good. Um, they got a really good, fun team, and they and they play really good defense too. This is a really good defensive team. But I think I'm going to go Marquette here. Um, I just think their guard play will win out in this game. Um, and they'll win by the um, one point spread. I think they cover the spread. Um, I don't like the fact that they're one and three on the road. But just something tells me that Marquette's going to come out and play good tomorrow. That's kind of where I'm leaning with this one. Although – St. John's has played really well this year, but they have lost a couple recently. Um, my question to you is this, like on Monday, Tuesday, something of this week, um, Patino missed a game because of COVID. Is he going to be back for this game? Mm, or is he I, have, I have not really heard. I have not seen any updates. Um you know, hopefully he'll be back on the sidelines. Because it's just been a few days. I don't know if he'd be back. Yeah, or not. I'm, I'm, I'm not real sure. I haven't really saw any updates today or yesterday. But um, it, I think it makes it makes a huge difference though when you don't have the coach there because you know there, there's different things that can add into the equation. Yeah, I mean they lost the other night. It's just by they one, did. but they lost. Mm -hmm. You know, but they are seven and one at home, so that, that's yeah. a key stat. That's a key stat for them. So. Because I'm going to take Marquette. I really think Marquette has got the better team, but that doesn't always mean the you know anything. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm going to take them in this one. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with Patino if he's going to be there if he's not. I know he missed the last game. I know that the midweek game. All right, so this is a big game in the SEC. Um, we've got Alabama traveling to Tennessee. Tennessee at home in Knoxville is a five-point favorite in this game. Again, these are all off of DraftKings. I do use DraftKings for all of these spreads and everything that we are talking about. Man, I tell you, I really like this Alabama team. You know, Mark Sears is absolutely scorching right now. Um, Aaron Estrada, to me, he's been the one inconsistent they've had. I think he's shooting below 40% um, as of late. Um, then they got Grant Nelson. He scored double digits in just one of his last four um, games. So he's some issues as well. Uh, Mark Sears has been carrying this team. But let me tell you, anytime you go to Knoxville, it's tough. Um, they've won six in a row, Alabama has. Um, they're 2-0 on the road in SEC play. Um, man. Tennessee has the better defensive rating in this game. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how Tennessee's defense matches up with this Alabama offense because, you know, anytime we go up against offense, defense in these kind of regards, I mean, you look at Wednesday night, Mississippi State had, you know, the top ten Kim Palm defense in the country. Kentucky just they shredded them. Um, could that be the case tomorrow with Alabama and Tennessee? We don't know until they get on the floor and get acquainted with each other going into the game and as more as the game evolves. But I think I'm going to take Tennessee in this game. Um, I think they cover the spread. Winning at Knoxville is really hard. Um, Dalton Connect might be one of the best players in the country. Might be might be the top guy. Um, let's just be honest. He, he can score at all phases. Yeah, I feel like he's a five-tool player. He can do it all. He can put his team on his back and just win games. And that's why I think Tennessee wins tomorrow. 
Um, it's going to be a tough environment for Alabama. Does Dalton Connect get 35 plus in in a third game in a row? I mean, honestly, I mean, he's playing unbelievable. Um, you know, and they're at home. Tennessee's at home. They are a much, much better team at home, in my opinion, than they are on the road um, away from Knoxville. But at home, there's something about watching. If you watch Tennessee and pay any attention at all, Tennessee scores a lot more points at home than they do on the road. Yes, they are a great defensive team, just like yep. you're talking about. But sometimes when you get them away from home, they struggle on offense as a yeah, team. They, they have they have them we call droughts that they just go through. They they don't know where to take they don't know how to get the ball you know, to go. Some games away from Knoxville, they will be lucky to score 63 or 66 or you know, something like that. But usually at home, they're in the 80s mm-hmm. or close to 80. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, you know, with this being in Knoxville, yes, Bama's been playing a lot better. Like you said, they've, they've won six games in a row. Um, and, you know, and they're coming in off of a hot streak. You're right. Mark Sears has been playing spectacular um, and carrying the team pretty much. But I think I'm going to take Tennessee in this one at home as well. Yeah, I think I think this is the, the best bet because, I mean, you got a really good Tennessee team at home that's really hot right now. Um, you know, you saw that, what was it, last – the other night. So – they put forty in a in a in a casket. After about five minutes, it was it was basically over with. The game was over. So, yeah. <clears throat> Jerry said he was taking Bama, so I had to put that up there. A little bit different than what we talked about. All right, the next one is BYU goes to Texas Tech. Texas Tech is coming off of a bad bad loss where they looked bad. I think they only scored 57 points the other night um, mm-hmm. against Houston. And they are a one-point favorite at home against this BYU team who, you know, has won some games now in the Big 12 um, mm-hmm. and and is having a really good year. Well, yeah, and, and two, BYU is just one and two on the road this year. Um, they've lost at Utah and Baylor, um, but they did win against UCF. On the other side of the thing, Texas Tech, um, 10-0 on the year at home. I'm telling you, man, Lubbock is a hard place to play. Um, they beat Texas on the road, beat Michigan on neutral floor, beat Kansas State at home. Um, this is a fun, fun Texas Tech team. Now, they did run into a buzzsaw last week. They didn't Houston. look good the other night. I well, can tell the you thing that. was, I think it was more so Houston lost to TCU and they took out their anger on Texas Tech. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens in college basketball. And, and Houston you know, plays some really, loss. really good defense. So Yeah, they did. So um, I, I'm going to take Texas Tech in this one. Um, I don't like BYU on the road. I think BYU plays better at Provo. Um, BYU and some of these others, you know, Cincinnati – UCF, they're getting acquainted really well with the Big 12. They're finding out how difficult it really is, you know, to go on the road and and play these games. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, BYU's got a bunch of shooters, play kind of open. Um, They've got a fun team to watch. They do. Um, I think they will compete going on the road here at Lubbock, but I am agreeing with you on this. Like, it's a tough tough place to play they are coming off of a loss i think they're going to be fired up to bounce back um you know after a bad showing at houston so give me texas tech in this one 
The next one, of course, we're going to talk about. We already talked about it with one of the players and stuff in this game um, with Caravan. We talked about it. But UConn is a four-point favorite at Villanova. Real tough place to play. So what do you think about this one? Uh, Villanova is really, really tough at the Pavilion. Um, you know, UConn's got a really, really, really good team. Um, you know, they got Caravan, they got Dom and Klingon back. Um, you know, when Villa, when UConn is playing at the highest level, there's nobody in the country that has a better team um, based on the eye test. UConn is really, really good. Um, and I wouldn't be shocked if they're back in the Final Four again this year. They're just really good offensively. When they get in a grind and they get in a, in, a, in a groove, they're just really difficult to beat. You know, the other night against Creighton, Creighton cut it to like four or five, maybe six or seven. And it was like UConn just made another run and just put it out of reach. Um, they got so many weapons to, to work with. Um, I got UConn in this game, but I will say this. This will not be an easy game. Um, you know, Justin Moore for Villanova is a really good basketball player. Um, they got some really great players on the defensive end that can that can kind of, you know, disrupt what UConn does. Um, so this will be a tough game for UConn, but ultimately I think UConn wins this game. I think they cover the four points. But like I said, there's no team in the country with a higher ceiling besides Kentucky than maybe UConn. I think Arizona has a pretty good, pretty high ceiling as they well. Do. There's two or three teams that – have pretty yeah. high ceilings. Kentucky, Arizona, UConn. Yeah. I there's, not, there's not a lot, but there's just a few. There's there's a few. I, I would put Arizona in with that. Um, but UConn definitely is a team that can definitely make the Final Four again. Are they still without their big guy here? No, he's back. Is he, he come back? back? He come back this week. He come back this week? Yeah, against Creighton. Okay. I, I knew he was getting close to being back. I didn't know if he was back yet or not. Um, he made know, a difference. With, he made a big difference too. With him in the fold, I think I'm going to take UConn and the and and give the points here at Villanova. Um, you know, he was out for about three and three to four weeks, something like that, three and mm. a half weeks, and that kind of made a difference for them. But if he can get back and get in the fold and get back in game speed and everything else, uh, this UConn team is is going to be a tough, tough out. I agree with you. All right. So the next one we're going to go with is back to the SEC. These are both ranked teams, although Ole Miss is likely to fall out unless mm -hmm. they can go to Auburn and win because they lost earlier this week. But this is a tough place to play. Auburn is playing one of these teams. I mean, you know, we've talked about some teams here. Auburn looks like they're playing about as well as anybody in the country. Auburn I mean, is a Auburn is a top 10 team. Um, this is a really – you know, they're favored 13 points in this game at home over a 15-2 and two Ole Miss team. The biggest improvement for Auburn from last year is the play of Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams has really came come on for, for Auburn. You know, they got so many guys they can throw at you. Um, they probably got the deepest bench next to Kentucky in the SEC. Um, they're really fun out in the open court. They play really good defense. Um, listen, I like this Ole Miss team. I think they got a really good team. I think they're so much better than they was a year ago. Flanagan's going back to play against the play Auburn. So here's that's kind the, of interesting. Here, here's the problem you got. You're going into the jungle, Neville Arena, and that place is really intimidating. It's a tough place, tough environment. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Jerry. It's a lot of points. But Auburn at home this year have been really – they've been hard to deal with. Um, they have been. And I'll just be honest with you. I don't I don't look for Ole Miss to, to win this game. Um, 
granted, they, they got a better team this year. They're much improved, um, especially with the, you know, the transfers they brought in. I would think Jason, Jason Harrison. I just got to say, I just got to say, Jason Harrison, I hate to pick against your team this weekend, but it's 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 got it's got to be Auburn this weekend. I'm taking the 13 and and cut the cover. Um, I just think they're so good at home, and there's just it's tough. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry says, "Well, it's a lot of points. It is a lot of points. I think it is a lot of points." I disagree with you, Josh. That's okay. I mean, I think that Ole Miss. Is a, is, is a good team. I, I don't think Ole Miss They're not is a great, great team. team. No. But I do think that Auburn has been playing pretty great. I mean, honestly. So, even though this is 13 points, and that's a wide margin. It's it, pretty wide. It, it, it's wide. It makes me want to take Ole Miss in this game. But I think I'm going to go with my head here and be like, okay, what I've seen, I think I'm going to take Auburn and lay the 13 points. Jerry says he's he's got Auburn to win, but he's he's not going to take them to cover. I think I'm going to lay the 13 points here and see what happens. All right. So the next one we're going to talk about is Oklahoma travels to Cincinnati. Oklahoma's ranked. Cincinnati's a four-point favorite at home. They've been playing really well. I think they're like 13 and four. You said this is at Cincinnati, right? It's at Cincinnati. Okay. Um, my biggest concern with Oklahoma is, is their turnovers. Um, they turned the ball over quite a bit. Um, you know, Cincinnati's been really good at home. They should have beat Texas at home. Um, I like Cincinnati in this game just because Oklahoma has a really hard time protecting the basketball. Um, and on the road, that's a recipe for disaster, um, especially in a hostile environment like Cincinnati. Um, you know, Cincinnati is one of the best rebound teams in the country. Um, they're seventh in the nation. Um, and Oklahoma's yet to win a true road game this year. Um, and I think that will continue this weekend. Um, give me Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is playing the type of ball that I thought they would. Um, you know, they, they look good even in the non-con. There was just a few games here or there where they should have won. Um, they're starting to figure it out, especially in Big 12 play. And they're starting to, to you know, get their team together. And they got a guy by the name of Jizzle James. If you've never heard of Jizzle James, he, he's a treat. Yeah. Um, and for those that don't know, that's Edron James is the former Indianapolis coach. That's his son. If you yeah. want to realize how old you're getting at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Cincinnati, I think they cover this spread. I just don't trust Oklahoma on the road this week. It is so hard for me to trust Cincinnati, though, as well. Yeah, because they're inconsistent. You know, they had that one good win last week. They lost to Texas on the last shot. They look um, good at times, and then at times you're like, whoa, I'm not so sure about them. Yeah, it's – So, part of me wants to wants to take the points and take Oklahoma. I think that's what I'm going to do and take the four points. I, I just – I'm not sure that I trust either one of these teams, to be honest with you. But somebody's got to win, right? Somebody's got to win the game, yeah. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to win, right? I mean, yeah. All right, the next one, this is an early game um, on tomorrow. So it's Baylor at Texas. Texas mm. is a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. And I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> I ain't either. I just don't think this Texas team is an NCAA tournament team. But maybe they figure it out. Maybe they get going in the later ends of the year and they figure it out and they and they start playing and they start winning some games. But I just don't trust this Longhorns team, man, um, at this point. 
Um, I'm going to date the Longhorns to cover, but I think Baylor wins this game. To me, this is the biggest game of the year for Texas. Um, for Baylor, not so much because we know Baylor is most likely going to go to the NCAA tournament. Um, they're going to they're going to be there. But for Texas, I think to get into the NCAA tournament chase, the bubble talk, they got to have this game. Um, I just don't think they get it done. Um, they're just not yeah, a great take, team. I think I'm taking Baylor. I mean, Drew has always got a, a really good team there, and and you know they play fast. This Texas team has struggled at times. Mm-hmm. Um, they just haven't looked the part. I know that they have been ranked for most of the year, hanging around that 22 to 25 range. And, and i tell you this, um, they got a really good freshman, Jacoby Walter. He's averaging 14 points per game. They got a fun team. They got Ray J. Dennis, the transfer from the MAC. Um, they got Langston yeah. Love. He, he comes Adams. off the bench. Um, the 6'9 in the middle, Jalen Bridges. Jalen Bridges is their big top interior player. He's averaging 10 points a game. Um, and then they got Missy, the freshman, the seven foot one freshman. Um, this this is a good Baylor team. The biggest problem with this Baylor team is they're inconsistent at times. Like they'll look good one week and then they'll get one out by Michigan State. Um, like, you know, it's it's hard to tell how how what Baylor's gonna come well, out. They and got do. killed in that game. It, it was just I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just an anomaly or something. I don't know. But um yeah. when Baylor's really playing when Baylor's really playing though, they're they're a difficult team to play against. Yeah, I'm I think I'm gonna take Baylor in this, even though this is you know, this is gonna be at Texas. They are coming off of a loss. It's a game that Texas absolutely needs. Mm-hmm. Um you know. Because I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure Texas can beat the top teams, the Houston's, the Kansas. I'm not so sure yeah. they can win those games. And that's why yeah. I say this game's a really big game for them. Yeah, I, I got to take Baylor in this one, I think. All right. The next game we're going to talk about is Creighton goes to Seton Hall. Um, we talked about this with one of the player bets that I was talking about earlier. But Creighton is actually a two and a half point favorite here. Both teams are 13 and five. Seton Hall has been hot lately, especially at home. Got the better Big East record, but Creighton's the two and a half point favorite, according to DraftKings. Man, this this pirate team is fun, man. They got they got a six six storing guard in Kadari. He's tough. Richmond's good. Um, he's reached double figures in his last eight games. The the one that I like the most is Alamir Dawes. He's had 42 threes on the year, 36% shooting. Um, they got another wing and Dre Davis that can really store the basketball. Jaden Bidiaco is really good. Um, right now they're currently 54th overall, according to Kempom. You know, they've upset UConn. Um a few other teams, big teams in the Big East. And if they win this game, you got to put them on lock for the NCAA tournament. I mean, you know, they're they're up, they're atop the Big East standings right now. Shaheen Holloway has done an outstanding job with this team coming from St. Peter's. He does a wonder with the teams that he's got. You know, they play smash mouth, just grind it out, they'll beat your brains out kind of offense, which I like at times which I'm more of a fast-paced guy, but I like those grinded-out games too. But um, a guy to watch tomorrow is Richmond. Richmond can flat score the basketball. Um, I got Seton Hall in this game. I think they beat Creighton at home. Creighton's just too inconsistent for me. See, I like Creighton, and I think they have really good players. They do. But Bailey Shireman and um, – Kalkbrenner? Kalkbrenner's really good. They're both good. Yeah. And, you know, even Alexander's good. But they just – they go into these little spurts where they don't play real well at times. And, and they 
and they lose track of what they're doing. Like there was a couple of games where I was watching. You know what I think their problem is, John? You know what I think? I think that the tough-nosed defense of the Big East gets the better of them sometimes. Oh, when they're when they're hitting, when 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 Creighton's shooting their shots, they're hard to deal with. But you don't you're not going to get that every single night. But I think on a night in night out basis in the Big East, the Big East is is brutal. Well, times. and the thing is, I said it last week. The Big East is cannibalizing itself. They're all eating each other's young. And, and I, I think like that's that kind of what happens to Creighton. It's going to be like that all year, though. Because I don't think that Creighton, you know, Creighton just a few years ago, I don't know how long it's been since they entered into the Big East now, but it's not been too awful long ago. Um, you know, and they're coming from a, you know, from a non-Power 6 conference and coming in there. I just, I still feel like that Creighton hasn't figured out that tough, tough nose, Big East defense, night in, night out. And I think sometimes when they get in these games, it bites them. Yeah, it does. And they're going to be in another one tomorrow. Seton yeah. Hall, Seton Hall is not no slouch. They're they're hard nosed, grit, grind, beat you to death. Um, that's just the way they play. And Creighton's and, gonna have a lot over- of these Big East teams. That's the way. That's the way most of them play. And, and you know, Creighton's gonna have to overcome that if they're gonna win on the road tomorrow. And that's the reason why. I mean, offensively, and as far as if you if you told me. Pick the three best players, you know, on the floor. Two or three of them is going to be from Creighton. Yeah. But when you look at this and be like, okay, Seton Hall is going to be tough nose, you know, banging down low, tough D. Mm-hmm. Can Creighton overcome that and win on the road? Part of me says, I, you know, as much as I like Creighton, I think I'm going to have to take Seton Hall in this one. Yeah, I am too. I'm pretty sure, you know. I mean, they've just been playing better. Um, and I think I'm going to have to take Seton Hall. The Pirates. Arr. <laughs> <laughs> Matey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, comes down to this. This is the last game that I have on here for us to talk about. We've got Georgia at Kentucky. I saved it to last because we can actually spend a little bit of time here and kind of break this game down. Um, And we have plenty of time here for a few minutes to really kind of dig into this game. On DraftKings this afternoon or this evening, they were 11.5-point favorite, Kentucky was, Mm -hmm. at Rupp. But I did see somewhere else that it was at Mm 12.5. So, but I I went ahead and went with 11.5 because I use DraftKings for everything. So that's what it was this evening, about two or three hours ago. You know. Listen. Mike Wyatt has done an excellent job with this team. Um, You know, they beat South Carolina um, on the road. You know, they gave Tennessee all they want um, Saturday. They beat Tennessee last week. But listen, man, they're going to have their work cut out for them this weekend. Um, They're playing against one of the highest scoring, probably the best Calipari offense that he's ever had in his his era that he's been in Lexington. Um, You know – I will say this, they're good defensively. I think that gives them a, a, a little bit of advantage over Kentucky. But we even seen that with Mississippi State. Um, they shredded Mississippi State in their top ten in Kempom. Um, Georgia just only has two guys averaging double figures, while Kentucky has five. <laughs> I mean, you know, Kentucky's got a lot of firepower on this. And they bring probably the two best players in the country off the bench, you know, 
with that rotation. Um, I just think Kentucky has too much firepower in this game. I think Georgia will keep it close for a little while. Um, I just think Kentucky at home is just a different animal. Um, yeah, I get they lost to UNC Wilmington, but we was without DJ Wagner, and there was a lot of things going on then. Um, I just think this is a different team now than it was in early December. Um, the biggest concern I have with this team is their defensive lapses, where they, where they, where they can't figure out how to get to the open man, the three-point shooter. Um, but I think that worked better um, Wednesday night. They played better defensively at times. Um, they guarded the pick and roll a lot better than they they've had done in the past. So, um, listen, man, you're the number one team in the country in scoring. You got five guys averaging double figures. Um, listen. The only way this team gets messed up is if Cal Perry messes it up. Because at the end of the day, this team is national championship contender. Um, you know, I've said it since early in January. Um, I think this team has the team to to go all the way to the lead eight, final four, even the title game and win it all. They just got to learn to play a little defense. And I think once their defense gets figured out, this is going to be a hard team to deal with. So, for me, just trying to look at this game, just this game for a second, and I'll get into a little bit of what you just talked about after this, but I want to talk about this game first. So, one of the biggest worries for me in this game alone is Georgia's guards and their guard play. And the reason why I say it that way is their guards are 6'6 six, six, and 6'8. Six, it's, it's a little abnormal. Yeah, but they're not good, but they're not really a good scoring guards. They're 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 more of driving dish and, and pitch out. I don't know if you guys remember um Sharif Abdul Rahim. Do you guys That's remember it. him that played in the NFL? Played yeah, his for son plays for Georgia. Yep. His son plays for Georgia. Mm -hmm. And he's 6'8. And he's a guard. He plays guard. He's six foot eight, mm -hmm. plays guard. Abdul Rahim, I can't remember what his first name is right now, but it's Sharif Sharif's son. Um and He's a, he's a good player. I mean, I don't know that he's going to light it up from 30 feet, but he's a good player, good driver. I'm just wondering, how does that affect us when you've got a 6'8 guy guarding whoever he's going to guard? I mean, maybe he starts out on Reeves. Who is the, six, biggest six. Thing, the biggest thing with this game – is Georgia doesn't have a lot of scoring depth. They don't have a lot of guys that just just blow you away and and get hot and just burn you up. Um, I think where Kentucky likes to run, it's going to force Georgia to want to run, and that's not a good combination because that's not what Georgia wants to do. And that's the same thing that happened with Mississippi State. They wanted to run, and they got blown out of the building. Um, this is a historically great Kentucky offense. We're talking probably since the '96 championship team. And I'm not. And no, 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 no. Don't take what I said in in tongue and cheek on that. They're not as good as the '96 team or the championship team. No, you just told me. You just told me. I'm talking about offensively wise. Yeah, they can score with. They can get get it in buckets overall. So yeah. I think Georgia. Uh, I mean, I think Kentucky wins this game, but I do think um, they'll cover usually because recently they've been every spread that they've had, they've been covering every single one um, mo most of the time. Now the Texas A and M, yeah, the Texas A and M game was kind of was one and a half. I feared it would be back and forth for a couple of days, but um, it ended up being what three or four points in which it was one and a half too, but. Um, those those road games are going to be tough in the SEC, anyways. Um, expect not just Kentucky, every team, any team, any time you go on the road in conference, it's going to be difficult. 
But I think Georgia's lack of scoring depth and their lack of – they're going to have to have a big night from Raheem, and they're going to have to have a big night from Justin Hill and a couple of guys that really doesn't have big nights at times, and they're going to have to hit at least 40% from three to win this game. But here's, but here's the thing, John. This team, as good as they have been offensively, and I've seen something you post, you know, where Kentucky fans are going to always have something to complain about or whatever. This is not a complaint for me. This is a if, – if, if, if Kentucky's going to get where we all think this team should, talent-wise, if they're going to be able to reach the Final Four and have a shot – they are going to have to play better defense. I agree. Mississippi State the other day, had more three-pointers than we did. And still lost. Okay. And here's where I'm going to, I'm going to name two areas on our defense for me that absolutely has to get better if we're going to reach where we think this team should go. One is on-ball defense, specifically pick and rolls, which it looked like they had worked on and got a little bit better against Mississippi State. But let's be honest, Mississippi State doesn't have a Wade Taylor. Uh -uh. Okay? Mississippi State doesn't have a Mark Sears. Uh -uh. So – we're going to find out. Mississippi State doesn't have a um, – Yeah, you know what I mean? So so we're going to find out. Mississippi State is Tolu Smith down low. That's a whole yeah. lot of what they do. Well, and, they, and not just that. They got Josh Hubbard. But Hubbard was – But Hubbard had, had a really off night against him. Yeah, he, when, you get four, when you get four points from Josh Hubbard, you're most times you're going to lose a game. Right? If Hubbard plays good, that's a dangerous game. We You know, we might lose that game to be yeah. honest, the way we play, if Hubbard plays good. Because well, – I'll tell you another thing, too, that, that – Here's another that area. Hang on, John. Here's another area on the defense that we absolutely have to get better, and Josh Hart is on here with us, and he will tell you the past two or three games, I have been harping at this. During the game, our backside defense sucks. Sucks. I mean, sucks. Mississippi State, who has not been a great offense uh, three-point shooting team, hit six backside threes against us the other night. Six. I mean, we are overloading, and if a team is good enough, to get it across court and make a good pass, teams are killing us on the three-point line on the backside of our defense, killing us. Okay. And I'm telling you, right now, that's got to change. You can't play against a Dalton Connect and do that shit. It's got to change. Those two areas – for this team to reach the ceiling, everybody's talking about Kentucky's got the highest ceiling in the land. Okay? I've heard it numerous, numerous times from everybody. I mean, even people that don't like Kentucky, okay? I've seen it. They're, they're, they're talking about Kentucky. John Rothstein the other day, who's not a big Kentucky fan, okay? He's like, Kentucky's got the highest ceiling. He says, you know, they, they can go to the Final Four. But if they're going to reach that, they have to get better backside defense. They have to get better on-ball defense. And the other thing they've got to get better at is rebounding. Yeah. Those three areas, and 
I think a do being out really has hurt us when it comes mm -hmm. to that. If, if a do can ever get back, I'm not sure what's going on. I heard today he's really having a lot of back issues and back problems. The problem with that is, is back issues and back problems, you just don't know if they're going to get that worked out. If it's if it's going to flare up every time he tries to do something, I mean, you just don't know. Hopefully, we can get a do back at some point. Mm -hmm. 11 and a half in this game feels kind of, honestly, it feels like a lot. It's because a lot of it's because of the way Kentucky scores a lot of it because their, their offense firepower it has a lot to do with it. And the fact that Georgia don't have a lot of guys that can score like that. See, Georgia has only two guys that can score in double fit. Kentucky's got five or six. And I'm going to tell you something here for me. Do you know what the over and under, you know, we talked about the over and under for the UCLA Arizona game. The over and under in this game on DraftKings a couple hours ago was 162 and a half for this game. That seems like a lot. Kentucky scores a lot, though. They do. They're averaging 90.8. Well, and two, the biggest thing with Kentucky is I tell people this. They space you out and they make you go out like it's – it's so difficult to defend. It's the way they move you out beyond the basket. And I think that's what's causing a lot of teams that are really good defensive team struggles where they're having the guard outside and then it just leaves somebody else open and it gives another chance for another guy to step up. Josh, I totally hope you're right. 92-72 UK. I, I totally hope you're right. I would love to see us eclipse that 90-point mark and, and keep – you know, and keep our average up there. But I think Kentucky covers, though. So I think, I mean, I'm going to go with Kentucky covering. I'm just throwing it all out there. When I watched this, Georgia, I've watched them twice. They should have beat Tennessee. They, they sure held it within 11 and a half points, but it was at home. And I think this Georgia team plays better at home than they do on the road. They do. So at Rupp, give me Kentucky and I'll lay the 11 and a half points. All right, guys, that's it. That's all I got for tonight. Um, I will say this. I am scheduled to go to Rupp Arena myself on Sunday to cover the women's game um, to cover the women's game at Kentucky uh, plays no, Missouri. We don't, we don't do NFL, Josh. Well, we talked a little bit about it because of the playoffs last week. I think that's what he's yeah, talking about. Yeah, we don't cover but, that. Um, so – I'm scheduled to go on Sunday because of that. As of right now, I do not plan on having us our weekend wrap up show. We'll kind of do a combo show on Tuesday. Um, and like we have a couple of other weeks um, and we'll do kind of a combo show on Tuesday. That's what I am planning. The weather, the reason why I'm being a little iffy is the Kentucky's weather's not been great. So, I got to see exactly if the roads get a little bit better uh, between now and Sunday. Uh, but just so you guys know, I do not plan on having a Sunday show. We'll kind of do a combo show on Tuesday, uh, this coming Tuesday. Uh, me, Jason, and Hammonds will be here, and we'll kind of have a little fun and wrap things up and do a few debates and stuff like that. That's what I am planning as of right now. Um, Josh, I mean, if you are talking about the playoffs this week, I mean, you know, you've got San Francisco and Green Bay. 
I have been on record. I've said Green, San Francisco's kind of had Green Bay's number. Um, they've lost four of the last five against against San Francisco. Two of those four was in the playoffs. Um, you know, having to go there and playing there is not a good recipe. I think the the last spread I seen was like nine or nine and a half on that game. I mean, I might take the spread <laughs> at nine and a half or something like that, maybe. Because just because I'm a Green Bay fan, I might take the spread. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I will say this. So seven of the eight teams that's left, seven of the eight teams have a first-round draft pick playing at quarterback. Surprise. I, always, I thought that was a little tidbit that was kind of interesting. The only quarterback that wasn't a first-round pick was San Francisco's Brock Purdy, who was Mr. Irrelevant, the last Pick of the draft. Yeah. Thought that was interesting. All right, guys. That's our show. Uh, this has been College Sportscast Game Day Pick'em. Please go to homefieldapparel.com. They had some new drops today. I know Nevada. There's some West Coast teams that were dropped today. Nevada had some new gear out today. UCLA had some new gear out today. Arizona had some new gear out today. Brand new stuff. Go to homefieldapparel.com and use our code CSCAST for a 15% discount. All right, guys. We will see you guys on Tuesday. more than likely Tuesday. Yep. Have a good one. You too. See ya.